All right, and welcome to my first podcast. I am scared out of my mind, but I'm excited as well. So today I'm going to talk about the NHL, the 2019-2020 season. Might have just lost half of my listeners right there. So here's what happened. Of course, as with everything else, they stopped the season. They paused it on March 12th leaving the rest of the season, the playoffs and everything up in the air. What's going to happen? There had been between 68 to 71 games played. There's an 82-game season, so there's still a good chunk of the season left. A good eighth of the season for most of the teams is still remaining. And there's some real tight playoff race here. The New York Islanders, they are one point out of the second wild card spot, but they've got two games in hand on Columbus. The Rangers, they're only two points behind Columbus with the same number of games played. And Florida, they're three points back with a game in hand on Columbus. That's in the East. In the West, Vancouver's tied with Nashville for points. Minnesota, they're only a point behind. Uh, And Arizona, they're not too far behind. They're a little bit farther behind. And that they're, what, four points behind? That's not that far, though, really. Running out of games. So the NHL is talking about different formats. All of this is internal, of course. They're talking about different ways to make this work. The only way this can work is they have to have, they absolutely have to complete the season for it to be fair. They're talking a 24-team playoff. For me, that doesn't work. How do you do a 24-team playoff? I'm sure they've got some models, but where do you draw the line? And how many teams have we seen in the past go on a big run at the end or completely crap the bed? How many teams have we seen lose 10 in a row at the end of the season? Or win 10 in a row at the end of the season to either just miss or just make the playoffs. Doing anything other than an 82-game schedule and finishing with our regular standings and then having normal playoffs is just not feasible in my mind. I can't see it working. I can't see it being fair at all. Let, let's let's say they, they do a, a modified thing and there's 24 teams in the playoffs and then whoever wins the Stanley Cup this year, even if it is Edmonton, because Edmonton's my team, that, that has to has a, have an asterisk next to it. Well, sure, you won the Stanley Cup, but look at the schmoz that they had to go through to get there. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, 82-game schedule, they've got to play it out and then have a regular playoff format. No best of five. They used to do best of five, but then they went to best of seven in the first round. First round, if you remember, folks, if you're old enough, they used to have a best of five in that first round. And Okay, well, that was fine back then, but they went to the best of seven, and you know what? It's consistent all the way through, and I like it better. And of course, this is all about me because this is my podcast. So you got to have your regular playoff format. You can't be messing around. You can't be having 24 teams. There's 16 teams, eight in the East, eight in the West. And you play down until you've got your Stanley Cup 
champion. So here comes here here comes the the crux of it. Do you play these games in all of these different cities? Do you play in Vegas? Do you play in Dallas? Do you play in New York? Vancouver? Edmonton? Calgary? I don't think you can do that. Not with the way the different health authorities have dictated how things are going to be. In Los Angeles, they're talking about not having any mass gatherings for the rest of this year. Well, that's not going to work from a sports standpoint. I don't care what the sport is. Hockey, baseball, football, you can't have it like that. So does that mean you can't have the players on the ice? Does that mean that you can't have the fans in the stands? Well, I think the only way this can work, to make this work in a timeline that's going to work, is you pick some hubs, and they've talked about this. You pick a hub. Edmonton, you know, maybe Toronto, uh, Winnipeg. You know, it's got to be an NHL city. You'd have to have some American ones in there too, and because their system is so different from ours, I don't know where would be a good place to go. And I'm not familiar with those cities either as far as that goes as to what they have for facilities other than their own NHL rink. So you have to have your NHL rink. And you have to be able to house the players. You got to put them in a bubble is what's got to happen. It's like, okay, we're going to fire up the season and then everybody comes back and that's all of the players, all of the trainers, coaches, the broadcasters, and they go in a bubble. You have them in hotels that are really close to the arena or attached to the arena if they, in fact, have that. In Edmonton, there's lots of hotels that are really close. So you have everything set up, and then everybody boards a bus. Everything's been disinfected. They don't see anybody outside of their team. If they want to have their family with them, well, okay, well, your family's coming, but they're going to um, they're going to be in that bubble with you, and there's not going to be any outside physical interaction because you just can't do it. Because if you have one player test positive on a team, is that going to now eliminate that team from the rest of the season, the playoffs? You can't do that. That's not fair either. And if you start this and you don't finish, it's a mess. So everybody's got to come back. Everybody's got to get tested. And they got to be self-quarantined for, I think it's two weeks that they say, maybe 20 days even, just to be sure. And have everything set. And the people who are going to serve them in the hotels, they're all going to have to basically sacrifice for these guys. Who wants to do that? Well, I don't know. This is the only way it's going to work, though. Everything's in a bubble. And then they go, they play the games. And you're going to have more than one game played on that ice surface every day. You're going to have, let's say, Edmonton's going to go into the rink and they're going to play their game. And then they're going to leave. And then the next two teams are going to come in. You know, Edmonton and Calgary will play a game. They're going to leave. And then... uh, You know, the Islanders and the Rangers, they'll go in and they'll play their game. They probably wouldn't play in Edmonton because that's a little far for them. They'd be down east, but you'll have, I picture, two or three hubs in the west and two or three hubs in the east. 
And all those games get played on one ice surface. Uh, so your arena staff as well. For maintenance, your Zamboni drivers. We'll see if David Ailes, the emergency backup goaltender that won that game against Toronto. Uh, let's see if he's available. Guys like that. You're going to have to have all of this, these people in place and quarantine. Now with... What have we got here? 14 games left in the regular season for some of these teams, plus the playoffs. The playoffs take about six or seven weeks. So everybody's going to be holed up for a long time, and you're going to have to find the people that are willing to do that. Would they be willing to? I think so. I think that people are starved to get things back. They're going to want to come and participate in this, and it's going to be very unique. Uh, are you going to have fans in the stands? No. No, you're not. It's going to be in front of an empty arena. Maybe one guy on each side. But they're going to have to do the whole quarantine thing as well. So, no. No fans in the stands. Two, three, maybe four games a day on, on these ice surfaces. It's really going to throw the players routines out of whack we all know that sports players they've got their routines hockey players especially they've got their routines they really like to stick to them that's all going to be out of whack but if they want to complete the season this is the way it's going to have to be uh, play your games do your bubble thing all that it's not going to be easy any way they do this it's not going to be easy going to have to be compressed as well these last 14 games that some of these teams had left I think I think they had them over three weeks was left in the season give or take a day so it's not going to take three weeks to play those games it's going to have to be pretty consistent you'll play two play two games you know play two days in a row have a day or two off play two days in a row have a day or two off because they got to punch these games out. They got to get them through. Now it gets tricky. A timeline. What sort of a timeline are we looking at? Well, I figure to award the Stanley Cup for the 2019 2020 season, the latest that they can do that is. November 30th. Okay, now bear with me. November 30th, you hand out the Stanley Cup at the latest. December is your off season. And on January 1st, you fire back up again. And you can still play an 82 game season. Now, that doesn't mean that your playoffs are going to end in June. They're obviously going to end later than that. But if you want to have if you want to have a complete season this year and a complete season next year, I think, well, November 30th might be pushing it, but that for me is the drop dead date. That's what I figured all along. November 30th, you hand out the Stanley Cup. December is your off season. Some of that stuff can be done beforehand. The draft, I think, can be done before that. You know, you'll have a month for your players' movements. You'll see a lot more trades happening if it goes that late, you'll see more trades happening during the playoffs. They don't usually do that because they don't like the um, 
a trade to distract, but as teams are eliminated, clearly you can't make a trade while you're in the playoffs still. But as soon as you're eliminated, well, you start your offseason, you start doing your bringing in the players that you want for next year, stuff like that. Um, so then, yes, November 30th, absolute drop dead day. Why November 30th? Well, like I said, you got to be able to get a whole season in. Here's where it gets tricky. Because if you start your 2020-2021 season on January 1st, you're going to go late again. Now, the 2021-2022 season, that's when Seattle's supposed to come into the league, and they don't want to mess with that. They want to make sure that they've got everything. Now, coming up next year is going to be the Olympics that were supposed to be this year, but they've been postponed. Those Olympics are going to be taking place in Tokyo from July 23rd to August 8th of next year. Does the NHL want to go head-to-head with the Olympics? Is it going to matter? I don't think it's going to matter as much. I think that Olympic coverage, it's going to depend on the TV deals a lot. NBC has got the TV deal in the States. I believe they also have the NHL deal down in the States as well. So, so much of it's going to depend on that, but... They're they're gonna have they're they're either gonna have to compete with the Olympics or really compress next season. Now next season, they've already said there's not going to be any of the overseas games that they had scheduled. I think another thing that you're going to be that you're going to see is you gotta scrub the All Star Week as well. As fun as it is. We're looking at a time constraint here. And something else that the NHL and the NHLPA, the Players Association, is going to have to discuss is they get that five days off where they, they don't practice, they don't play. It's just it's time off to go and be human beings. And I think for next season, they're really going to have to look at that if they want to compress this enough to get everybody in to get an 82-game schedule in, plus playoffs. They're going to have to look at eliminating that. There's not going to be a lot of frilly stuff. The outdoor games, I think you have to scrub all of those as well, They're, because there's an awful lot of time and prep that goes into that. Plus, the whole idea of the outdoor games is for the fans, and you know, are we going to have fans in the stands even then? I don't know. This is what... This whole coronavirus just evolves from it's not even week to week it's day to day things are different so any of the extra stuff that the NHL does for next season has to be out the window so if the if they go late if they end up going to the beginning of August say to award the Stanley Cup if they end up overlapping with the Olympics some then you can start your 20 21 2022 season mid-october maybe november 1st and then move on from there and then eventually get back this isn't going to all come back all at once so so that's that's how this season and next season works is as far as the timeline goes you're gonna have to 
so much. It comes down to the TV deal because it's all about the money. Has anything like this happened before? Well, sort of. The of course in 2005, the the entire season, the 2004-2005 NHL season was completely canceled, but that was a labor dispute, and there was no. Um, there there was no season at all, and of course no Stanley Cup winner. In 1919, they had a season. They had most of the playoffs. But during the Stanley Cup playoffs, they had a player actually die from the Spanish flu. So they ended up canceling the finals. They were already playing games in the finals. And you certainly don't want to see that happen with this coronavirus. Um, and of course, in baseball, they played... I think it was the night it was the 1993 season they had played a good chunk of that season and the Expos were actually leading their division over the Braves and they'd owned the Braves all year long and they went into a labor dispute and then that ended up canceling the rest of that season and the playoffs and then when they came back Montreal wasn't able to maintain their roster and ultimately they moved to Washington to become the Nationals so there's, there's precedent for things like this. I don't want to see this season canceled. I saw a report this morning that Gary Bettman's not even contemplating that at this point. So, Mr. Bettman, if you're listening, wouldn't that be something, eh? Here you go. You know, November 30th is your drop-dead date to hand out the Stanley Cup. And they're going to know. The playoffs take about six weeks or so. So if they haven't started the playoffs by the beginning of October for this season, well, then you know that it's done. And then from there, you, you go on and you have to decide what you're going to sacrifice. That's your drop-dead date for the start of the playoffs, is the start of October, really. Um, so we'll see. Now, when you're watching a game on TV, part of that experience is seeing the fans, seeing the reaction, the roar of the crowd. It really is part of the atmosphere. Are you going to watch a hockey game on TV if there's nobody in the crowd? <laughs> well, I don't know about you. I certainly will. We are starved for sports because when this all shut down back in March, on March 12th, it's not like this was gradual. This came... All at once. The NBA was the first one. They shut down some games that the, the night before because a player had tested positive and there was players refusing to go out on the court They're like, whoa, what's going on? And during the Oilers-Jets game that was on TV, in between periods, things were changing between periods. At the first intermission, they were talking about how this player in the NBA had tested positive and what are they doing? And then in the second intermission, they were talking about how the NBA was shutting down their season. And by the end of the game, what was going to happen with the NHL wasn't, wasn't entirely clear. Now, between the NHL and the NBA, they share about half a dozen or so arenas. So the way this virus is spread is, is through contact. They didn't understand everything then. So they, they they had to shut everything down when they did. And so basketball, hockey, 
and then spring training for baseball, the regular season for baseball, ended up getting pushed back. NASCAR, golf, everything. Everything was canceled, postponed, within a week. Now, this plays into the very core of our emotions as as human beings because we enjoy watching, most of us, watching sports on TV. So all of a sudden, all at once, everything was taken away. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I am not a fan at all of Donald Trump. However, one thing that he has said is that we need our sports back. He's not wrong. We do need our sports back. It has to be done in a manner that is safe for the players, for the staff, for the fans, when they finally do allow fans to come back in. So I'm hoping that they're able to work something out. Other things that have been going on in the sports world, UFC just recently did a fight with no fans, and, well, you know what? Hey, it's live sports. Does it work? Well, people are starved for it. I think it's going to work. And the WWE, pro wrestling, both the WWE and AEW have been holding their weekly shows. They, WWE, they've been doing Raw and SmackDown at their performance center down in Orlando. WWE has also put on a couple of pay-per-views. They put on WrestleMania, which is the granddaddy of them all in their training center. And they also did just this past weekend, they did their money in the bank at, at the, at the performance center and also at Titan tower in Connecticut. Does it work? It's different. It's absolutely different, especially with something like wrestling, which has so much interaction with fans. You get the pop, the roar of the crowd, the crowd boos, stuff like that. But it can be done. You can put a production on, and UFC, WWE, AEW, they have shown that you can put a show on without the fans. So hopefully, the NHL is able to put something together to make it work. Now, I hope that this doesn't go that long. I don't want to be watching playoff hockey in October and November. If I have to, so be it. It'd be great if it was in July and August, and then you can pull everything back. You don't have the schedule quite so compressed. I still think your off-season, from the from the time that the Stanley Cup is awarded, from the, whatever the end date for what Game 7 in the Stanley Cup is going to be, when they finally do get to this point, 30 days. And so that doesn't mean that no matter what, you know, that the season starts on January 1st. If they're able to start the season on December 1st, or hey, let's be optimistic, even November 1st, the more they can stretch that out, the better, because then it doesn't go as far into next summer. It's going to throw the schedule off for next season, but if you can mitigate it some, if you can walk it back and it doesn't go as far, that's going to be best for everybody. I still say that even if they're able to start the season, the 2020 to 2021 season let's say they're able to start it on November 1st great I still think the extras have to go no international play no all-star 
game, no outdoor games, because like I said, these things, they take so much time, resources. Let's just have a straight 82 game season next year. And then hopefully the season after that, we're able to start at the beginning of October even if you're the middle of October, but just they've done that sometimes without this pandemic. But if you can start in October for the season after next, then that's that's going to be great. So folks, that's that's uh, just about everything that I've got here for this. Uh, I'm, I'm very nervous doing this. I, I'm sure it comes across. Thank you for listening. i got to thank a few people. Uh, I'm going to thank my family, of course, for for being supportive of this crazy idea that I've got. Uh, I've got some, you know some friends to thank it. My my good friend Shar, my best friend Shar, who has encouraged me to do this and actually told me about this app that I'm using on my phone, this Anchor app. I was running around looking for a mic to hook up to my computer to do this. There's no mics left. Y'all bought them, okay? They're all gone. Everybody's using Zoom. So she told me about this app that you can put on your phone and I looked into it and it it works even without a headset or a microphone. I have a headset with a microphone that I use on my PlayStation and it seems to work pretty good. So Shar, thank you very much. She also arranged to get the artwork that I'm going to be putting up on the title page for this. So I'm going to be replacing my cat Dinah as well. Uh, and so why did I do this? Like I said in my trailer, I'm doing this for my mental health. What really inspired me is Andrew Gross, who used to be a radio announcer over on 630 Ched for a long time. And, and he departed ways with 630 Ched last year. And I really missed him. I follow him on Twitter. I follow him on Facebook. He's a funny guy. He's a comedian. You should hear him rant about the Oilers and Drew Amenda on Twitter. Uh, but he started a podcast, Gross Misconduct, over there. Go check that out as well. His is way better than mine because, well, he's a professional, and I'm me. So I'm working towards that. But uh, I was inspired as well when he finally got his podcast up. I thought, well, you know, how about I just do that? Uh, and that's what I got going on. Stay safe, everybody. Uh, shop local. Find your local butchers or farmers and see if you can get your meat and stuff right from them because well you know the way everything is going everybody needs all the help they can get uh, order order some takeout from your guys your local restaurants because that's what's keeping them going all right well that's going to do it for this week's edition of crazy james speaks i am your host crazy james give me some feedback and uh we'll talk to you in the next week bye all <laughs>